Hey guys, and welcome to the Nashville for Nobodies podcast. I am your host, Bobby Gordon, along with my co-host, Kyle Thurkey, and we're going to be talking about the Nashville music scene and the ins and outs of Lower Broadway and a bunch of other random stuff that comes to mind. So if you're thinking about Nashville or new to Nashville and want to wrap your head around what's going on, this might be a great place to start. Take a listen. Welcome back, everybody. It's Kyle Thurkey with Nashville for Nobodies. And Bobby Gordon here with another new guest. Yeah, we brought in one of my good buddies. We got Hayden Helms with us today. Hayden, how you doing, man? I'm good, boys. How y'all doing? Oh, Good fantastic. to have you. It's great to be here. Great yeah, to we're, be here. we're really excited to have you. So um, go ahead and uh, introduce yourself to the people. Tell them who you are, where you're from, how you got to Nashville. Well, my name is Hayden Helms. I got here in November of 2020. And I'm from a city called Lake Charles, Louisiana, which is southwest Louisiana, about 20 or so minutes from the border of Texas. And um, I'm a rock artist here in Nashville, trying to keep it alive, fellas, trying to keep it alive. Man, I, I think you're doing a great job of that. I've only heard good things. I've seen you several times. You you and your band, you're amazing. Thank um, you, man. So your whole band, all of y'all are from the Lake Charles area, aren't y'all? Or so, like Louisiana? Me and Ty are, so Ty okay. Swallow, Ty the bassist. Uh, me and him moved actually at the same time. Me, him, and now my fiance. we all moved together from Lake Charles after we lost our house in a hurricane. But Sam, Sam Brown, who plays drums with me, he's from Florida, a oh, city okay. called Northport. Nice. Yeah. I, for some reason, I thought all three of y'all were from that area. No, Still we swampy, always but yeah, <laughs> yeah, we one. always joke. It's like the south of I ten sound. That's like our thing. That's you know? fair. All right. Okay. I, like that. I, I feel you. I feel you. Well, it's it's good to have you on, man. Um, so where do you uh, you play on Broadway? Right. I sure do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> where do you normally play at? So I'm playing at Nudies and at Cash's. Thankfully, I love playing both of those places and. God, they treat bands so well. So really, yeah, thing. we've heard great things. Yeah, like, yeah, I, I played there them. several times. When we had Will in here a couple weeks ago, we released his episode today, and uh, yeah, it, same thing. He works there. I've never really had any issues with them. They've mm-hmm. been great, treat us great. So, and, uh, you you have residencies there? Yeah, man. Yeah, so it's it's actually a really cool schedule that I have. So I work Monday through Friday. Um, Two times at nudies, three times at cashes, all six to tens except Thursday. I close, uh, tend to close at cashes. So nice. that's like my schedule throughout the week, and I love it so much. And like, actually, it's cool because they just moved us to nudies on Mondays. So Will's always after us. Oh, that's so cool. we always see each other. Like we just we love that's, the shit out that's of each awesome. other. Awesome, that man. That's that's a hell of an awesome schedule. Right? It is, dude. It's sick. I'm so thankful. I don't know how it happened, but we're here. That's yeah. awesome, man. I, yeah, that's fantastic. I always end up with the opens and then the closes, and then I can't get a sleep schedule, and I always right. feel like I'm dying. Well, like, <laughs> I, you know, and I, I'll pick up every so often and do that thing, too. You yeah. know, like this tomorrow, which today's Wednesday, so I'll, I'll be playing at Bowie's, you know, playing for my friend Taylor. And um, so I kind of do that thing, too. But, man, as a singer, as a front, it's really hard. Like, I don't believe in singing while the sun's out that bright you know what i mean it's like, <laughs> like that. that just ain't christian you know what I mean? I mean, <laughs> that's fair man it's it's tough dude it's tough but I, I gotta say fellas man i listened to logan hatchers and will beeman's 
you know, yesterday, and y'all mm. are doing an incredible job. Well, I just got to throw that man. out there, man. Oh, like, I yo, appreciate you, dude. I think this is really cool, and it's really a peek into what we do in our little society, our yeah. little corner of, you know. Like I was telling you earlier, like, you can come to Nashville, and you can see the musicians. You're like, oh, okay, but you're you're only getting a small fraction right. of what it is to be us and, and to live here and do what we're doing. So to, to bring everybody in to get everybody's stories, it's, it's really cool to show that like, we're literally people from all over the place. Absolutely. And, and even uh, from our point of view, cause like we're going through it, but it's nice to be like, Oh, so you hate X, Y, and Z also. Right. Okay. <laughs> so you have to deal with this too. It's not just me. <laughs> it's yeah. all, it's all the similarities and it's all, it's all the like, you know, the little hardships and stuff, but we're all mm-hmm. still so thankful for it. You know, oh, so, yeah. like oh, yeah. we've all been there, you know, like I was washing dishes and doing stuff like that. I'm sure y'all have had y'all's jobs. Absolutely. And like, oh, yeah, man. It's like, man, you know what? I'll play. I will play Colin Baton Rouge. It's fine. It's yes. Fine. Yeah. And that's actually a really fun song to play. But you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> speaking of uh, Will Beeman earlier, have you ever heard them do that? It's like pretty gnarly. It's Dude, like drop C and when, balls out. Whenever he does any of, the rock, or any of the the country songs man he just like drops it way down low right. and goes for it we were talking about his version of um britney spears it was toxic toxic oh, yeah. Yeah, we're talking about toxic. Yeah. toxic man how they just drop it just heavy yeah. guitar fast solos it's it's and that's fine awesome. that's you know that's fine it's like it's like for instance like when we do we'll do a shania twain tune we'll do you're still the one but we'll make it like slow and sexy and like I call her I go into this thing and like she's the Canadian queen and like you know all just she's incredible but nice I, I gotta hear that version like that. yeah it, like it just that. makes it fun you know so uh you, you said you lost your house in a hurricane and yeah, is, man. is when you lost your house is that when you packed up and moved here or that was how, so, did, how did that all well unfold? so but I guess a little backstory leading up to that so obviously COVID happened and stuff like that so I was in a band. I started a band called the Good Samaritans back home. Mm-hmm. And it was me tying in a drummer named Caleb Hyatt. Great drummer. Still a great friend of mine. We keep in touch. And um, leading up to, you know, that, we had actually got some cool opportunities. We went and played in Japan in 2019. Spent oh, a week awesome. out there and, and stuff. And, like, we were on a Navy base and got to play this festival for the citizens. It was an unbelievable experience. And that was the first time I'd ever been on a plane. You know, from Houston to Tokyo. Oh, Straight wow. flight, no Man. no fluff, you know. And oh. like, it was nuts. So we got to do some pretty cool things, and we had finished recording what was going to be our debut record called The Way You Used to Dance, and you can find that on Spotify and stuff like that too. So we, we finished recording it, and I plan on, you know how when you're releasing stuff, you plan it months ahead in the time and get it all organized and distributors and whatnot. So I had it to come out April 2020. And this was back in 2019 when nobody saw that coming. So I I actually linked up with this public, like publicist kind of people in New York City through a teacher that I had back in school, which is a whole nother story. But they wanted to work with us and they were going to help us market the release and do all that. And then March comes around and it's like, it's looking like everything's about to shut down. Then it does. And that deal kind of falls through and like, I'm like shit, man, you know, like, and you, and you know how it is. Y'all, you know, you work your ass off and mm-hmm. like at this thing that we do. And as a songwriter, man, like putting my heart and soul into all this stuff, you know? So 
falls through, and then we're like, nobody's playing gigs, man. And I remember, you know, my fiance now, but she was my girlfriend at the time. Like, I remember crying. You know, I remember being like, I never thought that, you know, this would be taken away from me like this. You know, right. you like. If, oh, yeah. if shit happens and it doesn't pan out, the dream doesn't pan out, but it's like you did everything you could, no regrets, right? You right. know, like, well, I busted my ass. But whenever it's like this outside thing that nobody can control, it's like... And it's just all taken away right. from you. Right. And just there's no end in away. sight, dude. Mm-hmm. And like... And you and you don't know, like, even the, the magnitude of this thing, because I caught COVID like before there was a vaccine or anything and i was like well okay am i gonna die like what what's gonna happen here and so now that we know years later it is what it is you know but like it you know when nobody knows anything it's crazy and then months go by so this we had two hurricanes hit my hometown back to back so hurricane laura was category five Hurricane, which if y'all, you know, anybody listening knows about hurricanes, that's the highest degree of yeah. holy shit, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. um, and then six weeks later, Hurricane Delta, which is like a category three, came through. So the first one brought a lot of wind. So it completely destroyed everything. The second one brought a lot of rain. So it was like everything that got fucked up just really got fucked up because now you got water damages in everybody's houses so in between the first and the second one i was homeless i was living in a house with no power and had a generator that would go out and so i would go back and forth my fiance's in baton rouge with family so me and ty would be in town helping people fix roofs and whatnot just whatever we could and then I'd go back and see her and just kind of repeat the process. Some nights I'd be there. Some nights I'd be Louisiana. No, like I said, no power, no whatever. So we, we were talking about moving. And at this point, too, in my hometown, I was making a living as a musician. I was doing the, the bar gigs, the acoustic three-hour, you know, at restaurants, doing that thing. And... um I was like, man, we we just hit our ceiling here anyway. We got nothing. And me and Kenzie, my fiance, we were talking about, well, Chicago or Austin? You know, just kind of talking about that. And then I was like, well, what about Nashville? We had a couple friends that lived here. You know, shout out to my friends, Brittany Fonts and Sarah Rumsey, who are from where I'm from and great songwriters. And, you know, so we're like, let's go check it out. And... The last day that we're here, we kind of get a call like, hey, don't go back home. That second hurricane's coming through. So we're like, shit. And we're checking out houses, no luck, no anything. And we, me and Kenzie still live in this house to this day. But um, we see this one house, and we go check it out, and we call the guy, and he's like, I can be there in 10 minutes. And literally, we, we he opens it. We get to look at it. We're like, yeah, we want it. So we go and sign the papers at this place called Sip Coffee, which is like mm-hmm. East Nashville, Inglewood area. Yeah. And um, yeah, we sign it and we're like, dude, we'll pay first months, whatever. And he's like, okay, great. And just send tax stuff. Well, nobody has any of their shit because everything's destroyed. Like Ty's tax stuff was at an H&R block, which was completely like blown to shit. Somehow my stuff was... I think with some documents my mom had, 
you know, and she was in a completely different place than I was. Yeah. And then, so Kenzie's dad works at a bank, so he kind of had all her stuff. So we sent it to him, and uh, Kenzie has family in Mena, Arkansas, so that's where we drove to because we couldn't go home. And then we get a call the next day, like, the guy's like, his name's Thomas. He's super cool. And he's like, look, I don't normally do this, but, like, I'm going to take a chance on y'all. Like, because we had no proof of income, no, you know what I mean? Like, I was a musician, and nobody could get proof and, and stuff like that. So, right. but yeah, he was all, like, all your documents, everything was gone. Right. Destroyed. It's hard to find things. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we just, yeah, he was like, give you a chance. And dude, like, it was sitting on the porch of her, her aunt and her uncle's house, just like, holy shit, I can't. All right, we're going to move to Nashville. It's like, it was kind of like, you know, when you're backed into a corner, and I, I want to reference Logan's episode, because when he was in that thing, and me and him had dinner the other night, we were talking about this. It's like, man, it's all about perspective, you know? Like, you could be like, oh, fuck, dude, I got nothing. Or it's like, all right, I'm doubling down. And, yeah. like, that's that's what I did, and that's mm-hmm. what we did. And we came up here with nothing, knowing very few people, not knowing jack shit about Broadway. Yeah, you know, and that's a mean? whole different world. Right. And so, yeah, and then we, we got up here, and, and yeah, now we're here doing this. I mean. So how long into being into Nashville did you start playing on Broadway? So it was, I want to say like three or four months, because back home, like, I would do those gigs, so I was used to playing covers and, and stuff like that. But also, and I'll say what really helped, like, for me and for us to get the Broadway thing down. So we used to host like a thing on Sundays in our hometown called Pajama Jam. It was like from 8 to 11, 8 to midnight, you know. And it, the whole thing was you show up in your pajamas and it was like live band karaoke. We were the band. So like I learned all these songs like for people to sing. Nice. You know what I mean? And it just so happened that when I got here, a lot of that was it just carried over. Yeah. So it was about three or four months in the story of how you know i got onto the you know the purple circuit you know <laughs> oh so you started out there huh? i started out okay. i started out on the tootsie circuit and so i uh, graduated yeah <laughs> well it, it like um it was kind of just being right place right time because i was doing songwriter rounds before anything just kind of meeting people and ty would come with me yeah. and so um we met this guy he's a buddy of ours named josh hewitt good songwriter and he played on broadway and i I don't know if he's still in town he kind of comes back and forth but super solid guy and he asked ty to play bass for him and so i go downtown with ty because i'm like i ain't got shit else to do we're trying to figure this out and um i get a call and i was kind of in talks with the people that run tootsies the you know y'all know who i'm talking about yeah and um they were like hey where are you at i'm like i'm actually downtown they're like go to the roof go sing two or three songs we're gonna uh, and somebody's gonna film you and you know we'll see it's kind of like uh, that, the that's audition. your audition yeah. right right so i go to the roof and i'm like all right let me sing three things that are just kind of different but you know show kind of range and ability so i did like benny and the jets um neon moon and my girl by the temptations nice. so i was like oh, just kind of all over the place but not too much of the the stuff that I really love, like the Sound Gardens and Alice in Chains of the world, but like, um, they they did it, and then they got in touch with me right when I got off stage. They were like, "All right, we're throwing you on the schedule," and so I was like, "That's a cool sign, you know. It means at least I'm worth a damn, mm-hmm. you know." 
and work is work and work is work and i don't know anything you know what i'm saying like you know now being seasoned you know we've all played pretty much almost every stage besides Mm -hmm. you know the the Roberts of the world, and the you know, like, well, I don't know if y'all have. I've, I've, never, I've never played any of the. You I've play played Roberts, Roberts or Layla's. I've played Roberts once, and I've played Layla's. My a couple man, times. dude. Oh dang, I didn't know. I have not. Good for you, Bobby. I, I played Layla's, know if it was good but for not me, Roberts. But. <laughs> Robert, dude. Oh my God, yeah. I, I I don't even want to acknowledge that I'm a musician when I'm in Roberts. I was like, nope. I'm. I, y'all y'all are way better than me it's so incredible dude so (laughs) yeah and so i got and i was on that circuit for about a month and a half and then started transitioning and actually i want to shout out um cindy sands crossroads right so like one of the best sound people down there like absolutely you know, I always, every time we'd play Crossroads, I'd be like, do you have our scene saved? Because she has the analog board. Yeah. And so I'd always just give her shit, and she'd be like, you know, just give that face. like. Yep. And so um, she came and saw me at um, at Rippy's side, and she was like, dude, you got to, like, come play, come play Crossroads. You know, like, you sound You know, she, she just loved us immediately. And, like, I was like, dude, hell yeah. And so... Went and played Crossroads, and that changed the game because then it was like, okay, going to play at these other places and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And, um, yeah, she just kind of she kind of opened the world up, like the the Broadway world. Yeah, dude, us. Cindy is an awesome person to know. She yeah. she helped me a lot in the last two years, kind of like getting me. She was actually the one that really gave me a chance to put together my own band even though it was a different singer she was like hey i need you to put it together a band yeah. for this person right and i did and it was something that was actually quite successful for a while we we did great bobby was on that gig with me mm-hmm. she's gotten me a few gigs yeah that dude, i wouldn't have I mean, gotten if it wasn't for her cindy is an awesome person to know uh actually i'd love to try to get her on here that dude, would be that, amazing that'd be really cool that would be amazing. and dude she's real man like she's she, no she bullshit nope and when she sees something that she knows and because she's been she's been down on broadway a while um i want to say she's been here like like Mixing on Broadway roughly 10 years, I think, maybe long. I could be wrong, but before that, she was doing touring and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But when she sees or hears somebody, and she she just knows. And yeah, I have yet, and I haven't seen every band she's brought through Crossroads and, and uh, the stage and Legends, Second Fiddle, but the ones that I know of that I've seen or been a part of, they have... They're all still going. They're all mm-hmm. great bands, great artists. She mm-hmm. she just knows when she sees and hears something. She's like, "Cool, I'm gonna give you a little bit better opportunity. I'm gonna get you away from that purple circuit." Right, she, right. She's done that for several people that I know of, and she, yeah, she's a wonderful person. Absolutely, Absolutely. Dude. Absolutely. But the other end of the coin, if you don't respect that and you don't take her advice and like you jerk around and you're right. not doing your thing done dude yeah. she'll let you know mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. She, she's seen it she's real she's honest she speaks her mind she's blunt as hell and i love that about her yep. I mean, yeah it and i think that's one of the reasons why i love working with her so much is i never have to guess no I, exactly if there's something wrong she tells me if there's right. something going on she tells me mm-hmm. it's i'm never wondering and and same if vice versa if there's an issue if i have an issue i can mm-hmm. go to her and i can be real with her and tell you and she'll be cool like we can swap this person out or do this right. again just a fantastic person to know on broadway especially like the way you got introduced to it yeah that's, yeah 
who did it and like she'll still come and like just watch watch my band for like a couple songs just be like you know where are you playing and i and like i take that as the ultimate compliment i'm like once again, maybe I'm worth the band. You know what yeah, I mean? Man. Like, she she comes over to the Valentine and she'll stand out there for a song or two, wave, listen mm-hmm. to us. You know, you guys sound great. But no, yeah. you're right. If you can get anybody in our industry to come out when they're not working right, to dude. see you, like that's ultimate compliment. That man, we don't it, want to. Or <laughs> like if you get like um like the bands you know that play after you. Like I said, like you know mm-hmm. I saw Logan Hatcher and Andy Jones. They they came in early uh, at Cash's last night. We were playing and just watching us, and I take that as an ultimate oh, compliment. You know, I'm just like, yeah, you know, like you don't have to um, get, you don't have to get down there till you know your your show time. Mm-hmm. But like, it's all the homies, you know. So it's like, and I love seeing them. Like, dude, I'll tell y'all right now. Like, one of my favorite bands down there is No Weak Links, Cooter Mike and Mitch. Yeah, dude, that band like. I close, like I said, caches tend to close. I will get downtown at least an hour early just to watch them. Like, just because, dude, like, and, 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 you know, sometimes, um, like, they'll have Kelsey or they'll have uh, Ivy mm-hmm. and they're kick ass too, man. And just the shit that they will pull off, dude. Like, I've seen them trio Steel of the Night by oh, White yeah. Snake. You know what I'm saying? And, like, really? yeah. dude. And you ain't seen like like it's the craziest shit, dude. Or or like I've seen them like do like Unchained, you know. Mm-hmm. And like it, it's just like what? It's it's the gnarliest shit you've ever seen. And then what was really cool this that happened about a year ago, you know, shouting them out. It's like one night they just got they were just like we're gonna really change it up, and they started going to their country bag. Because that's what they all did before they really leaned into the rock thing. Because, like, y'all mentioned on the last couple episodes of, like, how the rock thing is really happening on Broadway. Yeah. You know, it's, like, really coming to, well, I, I don't want to say fruition, but, like... It, it is, it's, though. But it it yeah, wasn't it's, a it's thing relevant. that long ago. There, there, right. were, there were, like, two bars that you would get rock on, and it was generally Big Shots was the one place you could hear rock any day of the week. Yeah. And then really mellow mushroom and it wasn't always rock there it was right. kind of mixed mm-hmm. so now you can walk into almost any bar and you are you're hearing rock or you can request it and they'll they'll play it where Dude. before you would request that and they're like man it's our we're, we're a country band which is cool right not, not a problem like I, I play with several of them but yeah it's it's definitely it is it's coming to fruition it's growing here it's it, and like we've said before that's what we all, our generation, a lot of us listen to that. Right. Which, yeah, dude. we still listen to the 90s country and stuff, but like 90s grunge was huge. Yeah, dude. My favorite songwriter of all time is Cornell. Oh, Cornell goodness. and Stevie Wonder. That's like, you know, they're, they're right there at the top, man. Like, so 100%, dude. 100%. But I wasn't around like... Y'all were around, I guess, to see more of that transition yeah. than, I, than I was. Man. Yeah. When I got here, I was like, Cool, I, I can just kind of do my thing. Yeah, when you came here, uh, the rock scene was already kind of opening up. There were there were a lot more bars by the time you got here. When I right. when I first moved here, I think there were probably twenty to thirty bars, and there's somewhere around fifty now. Right. So in multiple stages. Yeah, and, and again, when I first moved here, every bar had one stage other than Honky right. Tonk Central, and who else had a, a second floor? 
Uh, Tootsie's had their back room. I think they had a second floor at that time, whatever it is. I don't, I don't remember. But, um, yeah. It, it, just, it wasn't like it is now. No, the st- not The stage, no. they had their second floor. Um, but yeah, no, definitely not like it is now where everybody has two or three floors on the right. rooftop. Yeah, no, not not at all. It's it's changed well, dude, a it's, whole it, hell of a lot. Like, it's kind of a cool story, like how me and Ty met Sam, Sam Brown, you know, like, we're walking up and down Broadway, and this is before we played on it. And, you know, we're hearing kind of the, the same shit, the Broadway standards, and, mm-hmm. like, still new to us, but it was the same shit. And then we hear Rooster, like, just, like, acoustic Dallas and Chain song. And this was a this was a Sunday, because when we walked in, it was Sunday Grunge Brunch. Oh, nice. <laughs> and so it was Sam... And our buddy Chris Tobin, they they play in a band called Wrestle with Jimmy, and they also have an yeah. original project, Osmond the King, that they're working on too. It's cool shit. Just want to shout that out. But like, we walk in and they're doing that, and Sam's on a cajon, and and Chris is on the acoustic, and they're singing. And I'm like, oh, dude, we found our tribe. You know, like we found like our people that we belong with, and it was. I was like, all right, so we got their info, and they told us they were in a band called Wrestle with Jimmy. And I knew that Sam was, like, one of the greatest drummers I've ever seen, one of the greatest drummers in this city, is they play Dead and Bloated by Stone Temple Pilots, Mm -hmm. and you have the two big-ass flams right before the beat comes in. You know what I mean? Like, And I, I was like, no, that's the that's great and i'm i'm big on like drummers like i always tell them like i can tell a good drummer by the way their snare sounds give me a crack give me like one crack i know i'm like yep that's a great drummer like because you know all the all the whatever i'm like no i just need to hear your snare because that's like everything dude like it's like the same thing i think of like guitars and stuff like it don't matter what you're playing if it's out of tune Right. And it's kind of the same thing with the snare drum. It's like, that snare drum sounds like ass. I don't care what kind of rudiments and stuff you're playing on it. Like, it's not, it's not, Yeah. it ain't it. You know what I mean? So, not to go into my whole spiel about that. But, you know. <laughs> I'm taking notes. No, I, I just, <laughs> but I, dude, it's just because I love drummers, man. And like, I started out as a drummer and I'm not, I'm not the greatest drummer in the world by any means at all. Because like. You know, when I was when I was growing up and I wanted to play drums and stuff like that, when I asked my mom, she's like, Are you fucking out of your mind? <laughs> no. <laughs> like Oh man, I wanted to be a drummer so bad and I know my parents were so happy when because I went into middle school and I was like, yeah, I'm, that's how I'm going to get into drums. I'm going to be like, you know, be on percussion and be yeah. a drummer and then eventually my parents will buy me a drum set. Like, I had this whole plan. And my parents were so happy when they were like, yeah, you can't play drums. <laughs> they are like, we don't have to have a loud-ass drum set in our house. Which now we got to throw that to Bobby. So, yeah. what, like, when did you start playing? Like, what was what was that like so for you? So, my dad is a drummer. Okay. So, I've been around it since I was born. But I had played on stage right about the same time. Like, first time on stage, right about the same time mm-hmm. I hit sixth grade and got into sixth grade band. And the rule at my middle school was... You had to pick three instruments, and then they'd kind of test you on the three instruments, see which one you make the best sound on. And so I was like, all right, cool. I know I can't make a sound on a flute, so I'm going to go flute. 
and then I can't buzz my lips, so let's go baritone and right. then drums. Yeah. And so he really didn't want me to play drums because everybody wants to play drums. So they're just like, right. knock that out as quick as possible. <laughs> so he was like, all right, flute, no sound, no go. Baritone, no sound, no go. He did some kind of clapping rhythm test, and I got in and goes, all right, I guess you're playing drums. I go, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. He went all in on it. He was like, you had a plan the whole time. That's actually oh, yeah. genius, Oh, yeah, dude. no, I... I <laughs> But there was no other option. I was right. gonna play drums. Absolutely, I had never touched a drum set in my life. I'd I'd only touched a few guitars that one of my brothers and one of my friends, but like string instruments, drums. Before I started playing, like I had mm, never touched them. I went into that sixth grade, like you know, pick out. We'll, we'll figure out what your instrument is. And it, like I told him, I was like, yeah, I want to be a percussion. Yeah. And they made me do the. The whole uh, oh, really? rub your belly, tap your head thing, and mm-hmm. at the time I couldn't do that. I was like, like slapping <laughs> myself. That's and funny. They, like, they, they literally, they literally said, "You have no rhythm. You can't be in percussion. We're gonna move you to something else." And so they tried to move me on to brass, and I like I couldn't do the buzzing thing. Yeah. Both my brothers played brass instruments, so I was like, "No, I'm not." Like, uh, mm-hmm. I. I hated brass. You're, bra- you're breaking yeah, no, that. I like that. And I ended up uh, getting stuck on clarinet. Nice. I, nice. <laughs> I just picture still with the green mohawk. Oh, no, I, was, the- I was completely <laughs> different looking back then. Right. And first chair, we have Kyle Tucky on the. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't even think I ever got in the top five. I don't even know if I was in the top 10 chairs, man. I was terrible. And then I tried to move to saxophone. I wasn't very good at that either. And then uh, I want to learn sax. All my friends, sax is sexy. All yeah. my friends had guitars, mm. and a few of my friends had drums. And obviously, I knew I wasn't playing drums. And I was talking to somebody, and I I was always good with using like one finger, but I could never figure out chords. Like I could never figure out chords on a yeah. guitar. And then somebody was like, "You know, bass is easier. It's just one finger. You can do that." <laughs> and I was like, "It's easier. Let's do it, dude." It, and that's but you I know, like it. bass. So you have rhythm. You had yeah. rhythm back then. Oh, yeah. It was just because uh, bass, yeah, like you lock in, you know. And I mean that. And I started playing punk, so for me, I just right. had to be able to count one, two, three, four, five, right. six, seven, eight, and so I could just stay within that. Call it a day. I was like, oh, this is easy. And then that's when I figured out. I was like, ah, like I already knew musical notation right. from playing. I mean, I played for two years, so I I learned music theory, and musical notation. I had an idea, so going into playing bass, it just it was a very easy transition for me. But yeah, I I was like, I do have rhythm. Like, I, what the hell is this lady saying, <laughs> dude? Well, like, I love I love you know bass as a whole, man, because you can just they're in control, man, and you and you don't and you don't like think it, but they are, man. Like, they can just they can change entirely what a chord means mm-hmm. just by what they're doing, you know. And so like. When I'm writing songs, man, I'll incorporate that. You know, like uh, I was just writing something last night, so you know, me and Ty were FaceTime, and I was like, "All right, it's gonna be this like, um, you know, a, you know, dominant, blah 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 with a B flat in the bass, like just something gnarly, and like because it just sounded really pretty." And he's like, "Are you sure?" I'm like, "Dude, it's gonna sound sick," you know, <laughs> like yeah. he, and so and Ty's a great phenomenal bass player you know so he you know i just gotta tell like uh my first single care less that i that i came out with like um 
I was totally thinking like for the chorus like and I you know I wrote that song initially like on piano and it was a lot slower and then I just kind of adapted it to be a rock song and I was like Ty I think like Robert DeLeo bass like bass line on the chorus and he just like all right I absolutely know and he just knocks it out of the park he's a freak he is man he's he's phenomenal I I tell him all the time like you you're a bass player that like I, I legitimately look up to like I don't care how long you've been in town you're like you're a great player like i legit look up to your playing well it's like a lot of people don't know that me and him moved up here together because like when they see one of us and then you know and then when they figure out and then see us together and they're like yeah dude i mean like we can't like we still push each other to this day like on, on just like i said like we were facetiming literally last night you know that's that's my brother you know what yeah. i mean like and 10 plus years of of being on stages together and going through the shit like then when people see us and they're like oh i get it now yeah. you know what i mean like i mean i i had that connection back home i was in a band where vegas lies and that's the two albums right there that's sick. but um i was with them for seven almost eight years and one of them actually the drummer was my cousin I was like, we were family. We were hanging out all the time. We were going on the road and doing all this stuff. And, I mean, playing shows every weekend. When we met, I had a party house. And we literally just, they came over all the time. I had a full setup in my living room, drums, amps, guitars. And we would just jam and write. And that was always like a dream of mine. Like, when I moved here, I was like, man, if I could just get like one or two of them to come up here. And my cousin did for a little while and things unfortunately went a different direction. Yeah. But um that I'm 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 so envious of that of you guys to have that connection, like to have that brotherhood and like be able to continue to share that like on Broadway, but also at the same time still do your own things. Like I know you've gone on the road and we'll talk about that here in a minute. Yeah. I know you've gone on the road and done some things and Ty he plays with other bands as right. a normal sideman in town. You gotta do that to, mm-hmm. to rant i mean you've been a side man that's actually how i met you you didn't you come on sweet leah's gig is that how i met you or oh it was i want to say yeah it was like we were playing at the valentine valentine yeah you were, and yeah we played yeah. together and it was like yeah it was cool because i already knew of you because y'all were talking about this with hatcher and i know i keep referencing jail's episodes but they are really good man Thanks, like man. y'all really get in depth and so like y'all were talking about the bass community and I always tell Tyler, I'm like, dude, I'm so jealous, man. And, like, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know if the drummer community, I mean, there's no way anything is as close as the bass community is, like, with each other. And so, like. I, I really don't think there is. Not in this no. town. Dude, it's, like, Hatcher literally has a whole, like, strings, tools, it, like, at, I think it's at Cash is, like, if anybody needs floor, something. Yeah. 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 I'm like, you just go up there, you tell what? them what you need, they'll grab it for you. I mean, you can go grab it. And like, it's it's just just stuff that him and a few other bass players that we've just, I say we, I have not right. them, but they it's have there. donated. Yeah, it's there for any of us to use, and that's the the drummers. What's the 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 guy that fixes and works on the kits at Legends? And um, if you hadn't asked me, I would have been able to tell you. <laughs> But he's the only other person I can think of that's like that. Like, but he comes through and he fixes all the drum sets at a lot of the venues. Yeah, changes the heads, gets new. Um, um, John Root. John Root. Yeah, and John's great. But it's that stuff isn't just there available. Right. Right. You right. Have right. To get a hold of him or something. So it's it's awesome that like if we're downtown. You can just you know where it's at as the bass player. Like, and we po- he posts it up all the time on our page. Hey, we just restocked it. Here's what's in here if you ever need it. And 
I will have to say, man, like it doesn't seem like anybody abuses it. If they, no, dude, but it was cool. Need something, you know? Right. That, that saw, within itself is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> well, I saw Hatcher like one night. Like he was like, "Yeah, I'm going to throw uh, another pair of strings up there," and I'm just like, "Dude." Y'all are so cool, man. Like, y'all, like, yeah. nah, I mean, and dude, like, guitar players, it's all love, man, but like, that's different, you know? Like, y'all literally have what the bass hang page and all the, yeah. and I'm like, dude, it's just, it's so cool. It's, I yeah. think, I think they said that that page is like 10 or 12 years old now. It's, or something like that. It's, it's been around a little while. I love so, it. it. It, it is, man. It's, it's an awesome community, and I'm, I'm very fortunate to be a part of it. I mean, there's been several times where like I've needed something before I had the gear and the things that I had. If I needed something, I could reach out to any one of them. Yeah, man, not a problem here. Yeah. And they, not only would they lend it to me, they would bring it to me. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, and then a lot of the players like this bass and actually the one that's I was using this morning, I got from Brandon at Brandon Roberts and yeah, Man, like he's hooked dude, me. He's hooked me he's up cool. on. Se- oh, dude, he's an awesome guy. I love him to death, man. He's hooked me up with several bases, like great deals, like that. I, you you never find that anywhere else. But they only oh, do yeah. it because. And I see the other stuff he sells. Like he's selling it for what it's worth. But with with some of the community, he's like, "Yeah, I'll hook you up." Right. You know, and I've just I've never gotten that from any other community that I've been a part of. So no, it's it's unique, man. It's special. It's, it's special, just like just like all, all of our Broadway connection, man. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's really. No, there are some really great people in town. Oh, dude, like for genuinely sure. great people. And it just feels good to be a part of that the the camaraderie and the you know just we're all in it together type mm-hmm. thing. You know, yeah, and like for instance, I was walking to my car yesterday, and there was a girl walking past. Now I'm. I think she might have been a fiddle player just based on the cases she was holding. Mm-hmm. I'd never seen her before, but it, we were just walking by and she waved and I said, "Hey, have a great gig." And she's like, "Oh, thank you. I hope you had a good one." We never met each other before. I don't I don't see that a lot with people. Yeah. As you see musicians, whether you don't know each other, you can still say those things and they we know we're all in the same mindset, Dude. we're doing the same thing. So mm-hmm. yeah, it, it's it's a it's a really cool community to be a part of. Even if it's just like a nod and a look that you don't know who they are, but they're just like you know, it's like, was it a good one? Was it, you know, like you just, it's, it's so cool. It really is. And I, man, I've had some just like cool and interesting conversations in the elevators, like getting it like oh, yeah. Yeah, Fifth Avenue and it, it's, you know, six or 10 o'clock when everybody's like cramming in there to get their cars. <laughs> How was your gig? Oh, it was good, man. Well, this happened over here and this happened here. And, mm-hmm. you know, so we sick. made X amount and somebody tipped us a hundred dollars for this stupid song that we were going to play anyways. <laughs> you know? yeah. And so you're just like, man, it's, it's, it's cool to hear those things and just be able to talk to like random people that you've never met but you huh. literally have all the same stuff in common right almost. it's already there yeah the, the so. understood respect and like mm-hmm. the, the, the same bullshit we all mm-hmm. go through man and i don't know about you guys but like back home it was the exact opposite like really? the rivalries were high like you didn't help out another band you didn't you know you where, didn't are you from? where are you from paducah kentucky okay but i mean it was you would have you would have certain bands like this band and this band are cool, but they're not going to help out anybody else. Yeah. And then you have a few guys that would go against that. But for the most part, it was like you stick to your band and you don't like you definitely don't go like sub in Easy. and play for other people very often. And it just oh, yeah. that community the idea doesn't of exist. Subbing was like not a thing. If one of your like I'm from Houston, Texas, and right. if somebody's band member was out, at least back in the day, like you just didn't play the show. Yeah. You weren't going to play. 
Um, it was very competitive for us. We, we always had Battle of the Bands. There was a Battle of the Bands like every other weekend. Yeah. And it was very <laughs> cutthroat. People would do all kinds of shady stuff to win. Um, there was one time I was doing a show, and I don't remember where the band was from. We were on a, a label called Rat Pack Records, and s- this band somehow got put on with us. I, I don't remember how. Small little like coffee house show. Nothing big or crazy. Right, right. And apparently when swapping gear, like, you know, changeovers, the drummer's drum pedal got busted. Oh, God. And so I immediately was like, cool, show it to me. If it's broken, I got money. I'll pay you right now. Right. And so we're at the van. We start walking down the side of the building, and I come around the back of the building, and there's the drummer right there. And as the guitar player gets to the end of the building, he, like, jumps forward I'm like, what's going on? I take a step forward. I just get punched. Holy shit. Uh, on this side, ripped out this earring. It was oh, just like God. barely dang This exact yeah. earring was like dangling from my ear. Mm. It, it was it was bad. And all because I was like literally about to give them money to help them right. out. And I was like, I ain't never helping anybody no, again. Right. So, <laughs> so from that point till moving to Nashville, I had this mindset of like, you, you don't help other people in bands because they're a-holes like it's right. just, mm-hmm. you, you don't do it. it and that was just because of my own experience but looking back that was a lot of people's experience like, yeah that was definitely was my and i've never thought like that i've mm-hmm. always been like well you can only play one stage at a time so right. like your gig isn't interrupting my gig i don't care yeah. like go get yours and but and as i was growing up the older i got in my 20s all the venues that I was playing were shutting down or they were becoming hip hop venues. Mm. Right. Hip hop in Houston was blowing up in the early two thousands. Yeah. It was. And so as I was getting shows, it was harder and harder to get gigs because, Oh, well they're not having this here anymore. Cause you guys only sell 20 tickets, but these guys can bring in 300 people. Right. Right. You know? So we, we lost a lot of gigs. Venues got shut down. Things changed. It's it's still changing. It's still, I know it's still pretty hard to get gigs like that in Houston. They have some yeah. better venues, but all those, like Fitzgerald's was the I remember first, Fitzgerald's. first venue I ever went to as a teenager. I was like 14. It was the first time I was allowed to go to a show yeah. like, without my parents, like, like a local show like mm-hmm. that. And they dropped us off, and it was me and a bunch of my high school friends, and we went. And man, I hung out. I played Fitz till I moved here when I was twenty five, yeah. like from from fifteen to 20, so ten years, fifteen to twenty five. I played there, like that was. Dude, I have played Houston a bunch, man. Like like Acadia mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, BFE man. Rock Club, one, one dude. Of, uh, Acadia was one of my last gigs. Oh, before Tommy, I moved out here, yeah, yeah, dude. <laughs> See, yeah. Lake Charles ain't that far no, from that, man. No, I, I know, all, man. I know all about that, yeah. dude. So, um, but our you know community back in Lake Charles, man, was amazing because you know I always looked at it from like Lafayette to to around the Houston area, like Beaumont. Dude, like some of the best guitar players, some of the best players in general. You know, like like back home, there's this band called the Main Entree, and it's the sickest shit you've ever seen. Like, dude, they're nuts. It's like you know chops for days you know it's and and stuff like that and then like also have buddies like like my buddy blake sticker he's in this band called peace in the chaos and like they're a trio you know like it's amazing songwriting can play his ass off like you know and in the bass community in lake charles man like you know there was a guy named trip wamsley there you know who's like world class toward you know doing this thing and like 
you know, we're all tight. Like, it, it's just, you have so, it, it was rich with musicianship there, man. It wasn't like it was a ton of bands, but the bands that were there were like, damn, you know, you, you, you got it like, you got to see this. Like, one of one of the best bass players I've ever seen, he's actually going to be my brother-in-law, is a guy named Taylor Lee. Like, insane bass, bass player. So it's just like, it, you know, and we all loved each other, man. Like, we really did. It was so much mutual respect. It was, it was I don't know. It wasn't like that, man. It, it really wasn't like that. You know, I don't know. But that's getting hit in the I, face, I, dude. Damn. <laughs> right? Dude, I did. I And, like, I've been in a lot of fights growing up, and I did uh, martial arts and stuff. And right, right. Like, it, it wasn't new to me. To, and two older brothers. It was not new for me to get hit. Right. right. But that's one time that I can say I straight got knocked out. Like, dude. <laughs> Just cold clocked, knocked out. Like I will, I literally stood up like three minutes later. The van was already gone. They had already called the cops. Like it, whole ordeal. Cops came, took pictures of me. Had to do a police God. report. Like, and you're not a small guy, dude. That dude must have <laughs> balls on him. To he, be he was he was a big dude, um, <laughs> for sure, man. It was, <laughs> and all because you were trying to help. Yeah, I right. like. Everybody was so flabbergasted by that. They were like, you literally were about to give this dude money, and they just knocked you out. Like, what? Right. Like, yeah. And here's the other thing. We all work with our hands. Mm-hmm. Why? Why do you want to do that? Yeah. I'm not I'm not fighting anybody. You kidding me? Like, this is, this is how I pay rent, yeah, dude. All right. Money makers right here. Like. Right. <laughs> so, but... Let's let's shift a little bit. You were yeah. you were talking about your schedule right now is Monday through Friday mm-hmm. downtown playing at Cashes and Nudies. Yeah. So I have seen that you've done some touring stuff. I know that yeah. you tour on the weekends and stuff. That makes sense now. It's a little bit easier for you to do that. Right. So uh, who who you been on the road with? Like what you been doing? So I got this gig for an artist named Struggle Jennings. Super cool dude. Super um, super fun gig. It's it, it's like it's 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 a fun performance man and we actually just got to do red rocks back in october I saw that. i'm so jealous dude I, that is a dream venue of mine what's crazy you know and like going back to the hurricane thing it was like if somebody would have told me in two years it's like you're gonna you're gonna get to play red rocks in two years just while i'm literally sitting in a house with no power mm-hmm. so i could have been like you're out of your fucking mind dude but two years later man i'm in like we got to play, and we played with Jelly Roll, who's, like, on top of the world right now. And he's a super cool cat, too, man. Yeah, man. Like, super. I, I got to tell this story about him, about Jelly Roll, because, like, both Struggle and Jelly, like, kind of come from the same spot. And they're super down-to-earth, man. Super, like, yeah, like just really nice. And, like, so we walk out of this arena that we were playing. We were in, like, Kalamazoo, Michigan or you know some crazy shit like that um and I had never met Jelly Roll yet and Jelly Roll's walking towards me with like this entourage of like just security type people and literally goes out of his way and like shakes my hand because I wasn't gonna you know just out of respect like you probably got shit to do dude you know what I mean and but he comes up to me he's like what's going on dude what's your name and i was like i'm hayden helms i'm struggles new guitar player he's like oh shit dude i'm jelly roll man nice to meet you. and i'm like damn dude like that's super cool he didn't and struggles the same kind of guy man yeah. you know like they both do these big ass things and they're just like i don't know you like just like same time like let's go get lunch you know like just those kind of cats and that's cool that you know success 
for them, they haven't lost that. Yeah. Because that's huge. So, like, when we played Red Rocks, like, I cried, man. Like, the third song in, there was a song where it's like, I don't really play until the end. And you look, and it was sold out. So there's like 10,000 plus. And the way that stage is... Have y'all have y'all ever been to Red Rocks? Just seen a show I've, there? I've been there, seen a show. I saw a Perfect Circle there in Damn, 2018. Dude. I think it was. That's sick. Yeah, it was a great show. Well, so like from the stage, it's steep, man. It's not like out in front, like a like a normal thing would be. It's like up, so yeah. it's like you're looking up, and like people have you know like this was like a slower song, so that the cell phone lights out and doing the whole thing. And I'm like, I just had a moment. I was like, I'm gonna have a moment to to myself man and like we get this part like and also in the set where like everybody gets turned taking solos and i'm going first i'm wearing this bandana and around my head and i was like i'm doing this shit blindfolded fuck this so i put the blindfold over my shit and i'm just like going you know and like i was just like taking this in and apparently jelly roll before he went on stage he told struggle he was like guitar player you have is fucking crazy and i'm like for me i'm like dude i'm you know i'm just a rock artist in nashville doing Mm -hmm. the same shit we're all doing i'm nobody you know what i mean like and and i was like the dude that's got the number one song in country and rock and like the artist that i get to play for is doing like like literally having a conversation with me about like about that and i'm like this is a dream dude you know and like What's cool is one of my best buddies, my one like my first friend in life, he lives out in Denver. So I was I got them to come backstage, him and his wife, and like there's these pictures of like the police and like this whole wall of people that played here, like Soundgarden played there on like in like ninety four and like all this crazy shit, dude. And I'm like I can't like it, it's it was unbelievable, you know. It really was. And so this year I know I'm going to be back on the on the road with Struggle, um, and then my band, you know, is going to be out on the road this year too. I'm, I have a meeting with like a booking guy and team this Saturday, and you know, awesome. going to work all that shit. Man. That's Try, super man. cool, dude. I, I, you know, and but being on the road and doing that thing, I never saw myself being like, you know, a hired gun. I never saw that being a possibility just because when. You know, I was a songwriter and stuff all my life, and I've always been like the head of a band, mm-hmm. like the the dude, you know. Yeah. And so, and not that I I don't have an ego or any kind of bullshit like that. I just never thought that was a possibility because I just never thought I was good enough to be to yeah. be quite honest with you. Like I never thought I was good enough because guitar Jimmy, is a, you're a fantastic guitar player, well, you're, I, dude. You're incredible, bro. You dude, are. Incredible. I appreciate that. I appreciate that coming from like you, every brother. time. Every time you play, I'm just like. Damn. <laughs> well, you know, like, and, and for me, man, like, it's a secondary instrument. I went to school for for vocals, man. I went to school for two years and studied classical voice. Oh, okay. And then that, I dropped out. That explains out. a lot. Well, it was like, I did that, and then I went back to school a second time and studied jazz and did voice for a year. Oh, wow. And then dropped out again. <laughs> but Three-time college dropout, boys. You know. Me too. I, no <laughs> way. Yes, dude. Hey, man. Yes. You know what? You're doing awesome, dude. You, you, we are, man. We are. We we get to do this for a living. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you're right. You're it's right. It's surreal. And I, I I was having this conversation the week with somebody. It's like you know I forget so because I've been doing it for so long now 
like you know to me i'm i'm hopping in my car and i'm i hate to say this going to work you know right. yeah <laughs> i'm i've got a different version of a briefcase it's a pedal board but right know, i'm going and to it's work a I good pedal board too, dude. <laughs> Thanks, man. don't think yeah. i don't look dude i'm Thanks. always looking at everybody's shit <laughs> I'm a big old nerd, dude. Thanks, man. Well, like, what you got that. going on over there? <laughs> you know. Oh, the best when we're doing our Wednesday morning group, we'll be playing some super classic country song, and he's, yeah. he's hitting buttons and got like <laughs> spaceship sounds right. and phasing shit going on. It'll be a super slow song, and I'll just hit the laser synth. Like, yeah. Just make it total like Sturgill Simpson, real quick. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's so fun, yeah. dude. That is speaking of that, man. Can we just uh, just for a second, go back to Brandon and his far pedal, Brandon Roberts. Yeah. Dude, I'll never forget. He's he's subbing for No Weak Links, and he's like looking at me, and he was like, "And this is the not the end of the song, end of this set." And they're you know they're gonna do a big trash can ending for the next band. He's like, "Watch this," you know, just like, <laughs> that thing is awesome, dude. Man. So like thirty different. I'm like, dude, they have a pedal for everything. <laughs> That's it. They, but um, yeah. But that, yeah, that's like what we get to do, man, is mm-hmm. unreal, unreal. There was I can't remember who I heard say it or where I picked it up, but uh, and it kind of really fits because we're doing this every day, and so it feels super mundane to us most of the right, time. Right. But it's the it's the idea that like this can't be amazing because I can do it. But what if you're amazing? Yeah, but I don't think like that, and most of us I don't, don't think like that. I definitely and don't. <laughs> it's you. You really have to kind of take a step back and look at what you're doing. And I mean, mm-hmm. that, that's what I was saying. We, that nobody gets to do this. The conversation right. I was having. I I was walking down to work the other week. I was going to the Valentine, and I just stopped and I just like looked. Mm-hmm. I just stopped at the corner of Fourth and Broadway. It was crosswalk. People were going. Mm. I just stopped and I just stared. I just took it all in. I was like, man, I don't do this enough. I don't sit here and just appreciate what I get to do. Mm -hmm. I've literally been dreaming of playing music for a living since I was a kid. Whether it's on a big ass stage in front of thousands of people or in front of 15 people on a Wednesday morning. Like, I get to play music for a living Mm -hmm. and this is what pays my bills and... I'm playing with different people every day, playing different songs every day. I know thousands of songs mm-hmm. like randomly in my head. Like I just really stopped and took it in. I was like, wow, like not everybody gets to do this and no. you need to remember that. Like you you're very lucky and mm-hmm. blessed that you're you're here doing this cuz no, like this is not a normal job. I, we don't have to work eight hours. Like a lot of us can just work a four hour shift. Right, and yeah. We're fine on that. And you know, yeah, I pick up doubles and triples cause I choose to live where I live. But, right. Uh, right. No, dude, but you know, like you know, to play a gig and like, all right, there's my car insurance right there. Yeah, it, you know, or you just, know. or something. But like, that's what dude, I love my fiance so much. I like, and you know, she always reminds me of that. You know, because we get so lost in our own bullshit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and we do. And that, and like you saying that, it just made me think of her because she's like, you know, Hayden, you do work your ass off. Like, appreciate what's going on. Because we just, but that's the hustle in us, dude. That's mm-hmm. the hustle in us. It's like the we hunger. We don't see it as we're working our asses off because we're just like, oh, we're just going to play another right. gig. But 
when you think about it like we are, when you think about how much time we spend learning these songs and these licks and these lyrics and like I'm sitting here going, oh, you know, I haven't, I haven't really sat down and like learned a new song on bass. A lot of stuff I've learned lately has just been on stage. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I haven't put in a lot of work, but I'm like, wait, I just started singing like a year and right, a half. Right. I really just started singing a year ago, honestly, mm-hmm. like fronting or co-fronting my own shows. But like going through and learning those lyrics and those melodies and while playing and even though, yeah, I've been playing these songs forever, like I'm having to learn a whole new side of it. Like I'm right. putting in two or three hours on one song. I know that sounds maybe sounds silly to some, but man, like just to not me right not now because you got me some, playing some stuff that I'm not used to. So well, I'm having to like you know, really I'm, I'm sit down lie, and like, listen uh, and learn. And what I got by Sublime, like that was one of the first songs I started singing. Right, and you do and the like, whole medley thing. Yeah, and it you don't. I didn't realize how many words were in that song. Oh, dude. And how, like... That happens to you a lot. (laughs) Dude, I want... So, Bobby, do you sing, too? I wish I could. I don't. You don't? Mm -mm. Well, I've always said, man, like, because even back, like, when me and Ty, before we moved here, I would tell him, like, dude, you got got to sing, because I was like, that's... You're going to make more money. Mm-hmm. And that was before we moved here, and I, you know, now Ty sings his ass off with. Dude, that's us, what you everybody know? told me. I was, I was complaining a couple of years ago. It was actually like before COVID and going mm-hmm. into COVID. I was complaining. I was like, "Why am I not getting the gigs like that I used to?" Like, yeah, right. like, and, and somebody should have says it was because you don't sing. I don't hire you because you don't sing. No, I've gotten that several times. And I was yeah. like, "Really?" And they're like, "Yeah, you're a great player. You just, I need someone who can sing so we can break this up and do right. more stuff." And they're like, and sometimes you need help, man. Like sometimes you like the singer as a front person, like you'll hit a flat tire, man. Mm-hmm. And somebody's got, and, and, and like somebody got to step up, dude. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because like it's unnatural to sing for that long. It it, oh, yeah. it really is. And not that's, that's another thing that like we we forget. Like yes, yeah, is our job, and we're doing it for four hours. Like, but it is. It we we've spoken this on other episodes. We're, a lot of us are used to playing 30 minutes to an hour yeah, at max, dude. an hour at max. And we're doing four hours, sometimes eight hours. Some of us, 12 hours. Right. And you're just like, that's so insane and unnatural mm-hmm. to be playing mm-hmm. for that long and singing for dude. that long. And like, we wonder why like our bodies give out and why like we're so tired and like when we come home we're just like we just want to sleep well like, dude it's it's that <laughs> and and you're and you're entertaining people man and like that's the side of it where like and and you and you touched on it cuz you were talking about being a band leader and you were talking about having all the pressure being put on band leaders oh, because yeah. if you have a shit night and management's coming to look at you like well how are the numbers looking in January how you know like it's like what the, you know yeah. it, it's like when you, it, it is tough, man. It's it's tough being a band leader. It's a different it's a different um, part of your brain almost. On top yeah. of like when you're fronting and doing this shit already, you know. But like that's that's what makes this shit even more so special because we work our ass off. Like, and I and I have this saying like you know, and this goes with like players and stuff like that because you know there's some. Down, people down there that, that have the ego trip and do all that. We've all seen it. And I'm like, dude, I have this philosophy. I'm like, take music seriously. Don't take yourself seriously. Yeah. Want to sound good. You want to do great. But like, I like that a lot. Don't, I love that line. Don't, yeah. And like, dude, I say that all the time. I'm like, because, no, I, I don't know. Like, 
the goal is the art, man. Mm-hmm. The music is art. And, like, dude, even if I'm playing um, Friends in Low Place or something, like, I want to sound great. Like, dude, if I'm playing Creed and, like, somebody somebody gives us 20 bucks and they're like, I want to hear some Creed, I'm not going to do the, you know, like, I'm going to try to do a great job because, man, you know what? Maybe Hire by Creed saved that motherfucker's life, you know? Mm-hmm. But I don't know that. Yeah, dude, I never forget. I'm playing an acoustic, I'm playing an acoustic thing on Nudie's roof, and I ain't played acoustic solo in a while. And I was like, I just want you know. And people were kind of doing their thing, just listening, not really like like they were listening to me and and just chilling. It was like a Saturday during the daytime, and then I start playing "Mom, I'm Coming Home" by Ozzy, and I go into it, and this girl right here in the front, like I, I like a first or second line, starts bawling. Her eyes out, dude. Like not like single tear. I'm talking like boohoo and cry. And I'm like, I gotta finish the song. But like, it's moments like that. I was just like, holy shit, man. Or, or you know, it was another night we played Pearl Jam. Some dude was like, play Yellow Lead better, and you know, gave us gave us money for it. And at the end, we got done. And I love Pearl Jam, and we did a great job with it. I knew we did. And he came up and shook my hand. And it was like he didn't let go, and he had tears in his eyes, you know. And he's just like, "Thank you, thank you." And it's like, dude, it doesn't matter if it's covers, if it's your song, if it's this and that. Like, dude, that's the goal. That is the mm-hmm. goal every time. Is like, I've cried, dude. There's, I've cried. I cry from groove, man. And I go back to this, like, why I love drummers so much. We're playing Crossroads. There's this song called Outstanding by the Gap Band that we'll do. And I love the Gap Band, dude. Charlie Wilson is like one of the best singers ever. And I, Sam goes into the, the the groove, and I'm crying. Like I'm before, I'm like, I can't believe I'm hearing this in front of my face. And like, I never want to take music for granted, dude. Because like, that's that's our language, man. Like we're bilingual, and that's like back to the entertainment. Like we're exposed, dude. Like we're exposed in front of tourists, in front of strangers, like. These are the things that we love. Like, not when we're playing requests, but it's like, what do we want to play? What do we What do we want to say to these people in front of us about mm-hmm. us? How do we feel? And that's huge. That's that's where it's like, it, I know it seems so small, but like, that's that's it, man. Like, what do we love to do? And And that's playing and making people feel. And like, I have this philosophy downtown where I'm like, if you make people fall in love with you, you can play whatever you want. Mm-hmm. You make them fall in love with you. I, I've done it. I, I like show some personality, make people laugh, and then we'll play this song called "How Long" by Ace, which like you know, not very many people you know it if you heard it, but like it's like all right, we could play shit we love or "Burning for You" by Blue Oyster Cult, you know, like just. But we could do whatever we want because they just love us now. They're like, all right, well, I like Hayden, Ty, and Sam. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's it, man. People aren't stupid. People that go down there aren't stupid, and people have this idea in their head that they're not. It's like, no, they don't know music like we do, but we don't know welding like that guy does. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. or we don't know what maybe that being a lawyer is like. So it's and like you you can't call people stupid for just stepping into our world. Like they just don't know it like we know it, but they're not dumb. You know, that's- I, I agree with you. And I mean, I, man, I've met several people. I've had a lot of those. I don't say, I don't want to say a lot. I've had a few of those moments on stage, those connections with people. 
um, just like, you know, they'll request a song and tell us why later or whatever. Um, one of the, to me, I think I've talked about it on the podcast before, a guy requested um, Live Like You Were Dying by Tim McGraw. Okay. And yeah. he he told us he had just, um, just beat brain cancer. Like, he was in remission. Holy and shit. It, yeah, it was like stage four and all this stuff. It's so like, I didn't even play the song. I said, Todd, do this acoustic. I went upstairs and found this guy and talked to him and like, we had a moment. It was it was cool. It was powerful. It's amazing. And never had that in any other job. Not not mm-hmm. once. And um, it, music is a universal language that speaks to everybody, no matter right. where you're from in the world. Right. I mean, it. I I've played over in Spain. You've played over in Japan. Like you know, I want to play Japan. I do too, man. It's beautiful. I just want to go to Japan. Dude, they're right? so respectful, and they don't they don't litter, dude, because you can't because it's islands. And like, I I got I, I want you I want you to finish your thought, but I have a funny story about <laughs> Sorry, playing. I just, no, 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 I no. Go to Japan. No, I want to go back, dude. <laughs> I, I want to go too. But no, I was just saying, you know, it's it's a universal language, and it, it speaks to people. And and again going back to my original point of like, I, t- I took that moment and I stepped aside and I was like, you know what? Like lately you, you haven't been fully on stage at all your gigs. Like you're not fully there. Like mm-hmm. you don't worry about what's going on everywhere else. When you're on stage, focus on the music, play the music, do what you're right. supposed to do. That's why you're here. Right. You're, you're not here for anything else. It's, it's like everything else. Leave it at the door. Leave it at the stairs when you step on stage. Right. It's a it's a universal language that you're going to speak to somebody, and you never know who is in that crowd, why they're there, what they're hearing. They're hearing it different than you are. Right. And like you said, like the, the, you're going to play a song that it's going to strike a chord in somebody. Absolutely, I mean, dude. And it ain't even got to be a request. It's just like no, it's dude. Just, sometimes it's, the universe. Just works that way, mm-hmm. and that's uh, so Logan. We were talking to about that, like man, like you, that's one thing that I've really like noticed moving to Nashville is like the universe has a plan. Absolutely. I don't really know Absolutely. exactly what it is or how it happens, but there's been so many times, especially since I've moved to Nashville, where I've been like, yeah, okay. Like, like that nine one one last minute gig the day before your freaking mortgage is due and you're flat broke, right? Dude. <laughs> yeah, and right. Then it's a five hundred dollar night. I'm like, right. thank Jesus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. So, stuff like that. The connections you have with people, the connections you make with oh, people yeah. on stage. Yeah. I mean, the gigs that I've gotten from accepting a last minute gig, mm-hmm. things like that. You know, I mean, it, it's it, it is it's it's universal language. You never know how you're going to come across as somebody. Right. So yeah, like you said, like be in the music like when you're there and right. that that's so important and dude just put put money in the back seat man because it, it comes and goes you're gonna make it you're gonna make yeah. it. like just do a great job you know when there's not a lot of people in the bar don't hound them for 20 bucks man no just keep them in there mm-hmm. yeah keep them in there and, and and like let them know that they matter just as much as if it was a packed room yeah you know, yeah, we uh, last Thursday, man. You mm-hmm. know, normally I'm we usually have a pretty good crowd, and I'll I'll push the twenty dollar thing. But mm-hmm. for the first hour, it was not that way. It was yeah. fifteen to twenty people, and if so that. I was just like, "Where are you from? Cool. What do you want to hear? Right. Mm-hmm. All right. Cool. You know, and like I don't I don't bring up the money till it's like a big crowd. You know, because yeah. yeah. no, you Again, use like, the money as a gatekeeper. Right. Like if you've got too many people yelling out songs. 
that's, that's where it, the money that, comes yeah, from. Yeah, yeah. It's picking and choosing your spots, if, if you man. have five people, but, then but if you're song, going dude. if you're going on that stage with money in mind, I'm mm-hmm. gonna I'm gonna put it like this. If you're going on stage with money in mind or followers slash social media in mind, mm-hmm. you're not gonna have a good gig. No, you already lost. You, you already did. lost right there. Because you're focused on something else. You're right. not focused on what you're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. And what you're supposed to be doing are two things. That's entertaining the crowd and selling alcohol. That's it. Like, And how do you sell alcohol? You keep them in there. How do you keep them in there? You entertain them. And how do you entertain them? By doing a great job. Yeah. Sounding good. And Absolutely. having fun doing it. Right. I'm a firm believer. If everybody on stage is having fun, nobody else has a choice. Amen, brother. Like that Amen. Is, that is if, if you're on stage and you're irritated or pissed off or right. you're, your front man's just in a jerk mood, it's right. going to be a bad. There's no way you can out entertain a bad vibe. Right. Absolutely. Right. Completely and, agree. And dude, and shit's going to happen. Oh, you know? yeah. Like. Break string, microphone stand, you know, Dumb bust a drum head. <laughs> yeah, miss a miss a chord change. And dude, for us, it it can feel like an eternity. Like, oh god, I went to the five, and it was supposed yeah. to be the, you know, like it happens right. for, dude. It's like a millisecond in them people's eyes, and more often than not, they don't even no, you know. So it's like, it, it, it's dude, it's like life. It's just about balance, dude. It's like like homeostasis. I always just talk like. Dude, like care, but once it happens, that's the beauty of playing live. You mm-hmm. let it go. That was five notes ago. It don't even matter anymore. I just, just know, fix it next time. Yeah. You know, like life's you, gonna be you good. Can, you can do better next time. It's all, right. it's all good. Work on it. Right. Like don't. If if you're constantly messing up, then maybe work a little yeah, bit harder go, on that song. Yeah, and, I, yeah. and I've been there. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah, we all. Not have. every we not every have. gig I've been on where it's like, holy shit, dude. You know, like, but I'm also like, I'm not gonna take every gig. And, and, dude, Will said this, and I just want to endorse the exact same message. If you don't know the set list of said band leader, don't take the gig. And if you're on that gig and, like, you don't know a song that gets called or requested, mm-hmm. say you don't know it. Dude, like, I'm a band leader, and I, and I work with subs and stuff all the time. Dude, like, I'm not – I don't care if you don't know – Tripping on a hole in a paper heart by Stone Temple Pilots. That's fine, dude. I love that song. I love playing it. But, like, dude, I'm not going to chew your ass out for being right. like, you don't know this. It was a single, but, like, nobody, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. it's, it, and I don't know everything, dude. Like, if somebody's like, hey, do you know this Kane Brown song? Nope. Nope, I don't. I mean, I've said it before. Like, we know thousands of songs. I'm sorry if that one isn't one of right. them. Right. Dude, when I <laughs> moved here, I didn't know who Luke Bryan was. Mm-hmm. I didn't know who Luke Combs was. I didn't know who Morgan Wallen was. Like, dude, me, like, I had to play so much catch-up mm-hmm. on the country shit. You know, obviously I knew. I'm still who, playing catch-up. Right, dude. It never like, stops, I don't think. <laughs> and so that, like, dude, I won't take classic country gigs, and I won't take new country gigs i won't do it because it's like i can get through the standards of it you know what yeah. i'm saying like mm-hmm. i know the the one keith urban song and the one luke bryan song that, yep. and like the two luke Combs songs that you know what i'm saying i ain't even got to say the names because you already know the ones i'm talking about yep. like <laughs> so it's like uh you know but that like that's okay man like that's okay it, because i know i do know some of the other crazier shit, like I got, dude, like when I got to share the stage with No Weak Links and got to be on their gig, like I got to do it twice, 
And I was just like, God, this feels like home. Because, like, I get to be on stage with these kick-ass motherfuckers. Or the first time I got to play with Will Beeman, I loved it. You know what I'm saying? We were on mm-hmm. we were on second uh, second floor tin roof, and um, Brian Russell Collins, who I want to shout out, super cool guy, like always connected with everybody, knows everybody. I'm actually getting to play with him tonight at Nudies. Oh hell yeah! Nice. I'm actually trying. We're trying to get him on here in a couple of weeks. So. Dude, hell he yeah. would. He I love would be Brian, a great man. Guest. He's 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 a great dude. Good guy to know, man. Dude, and like he, I mean, I, I like that's when I'm like that's the homies because like whenever, especially the Monday block now that we're on like. At Nudie's, like, it's my band and then Will's band. And, like, we see them and we are just all, like, shit-eating grin the whole time. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, what's up, dude? And, like, we got to do the, um, the you know, the Linkin Park thing together. Yeah. And we were in, yeah. like, I felt so honored because we, we, we played last, which was already super cool. Amonti, shout out. I know she's got an episode coming out. Yeah, yep. yeah next her, week. Hers so, will be out next week. So, shout out it. to Monty. Who's super cool and works her fucking ass off. Sometimes too hard. You know, I'm like, yeah, girl, take a day off, she, dude. She, she works. She does. But, dude, like, it says so, it's, you know, I was honored that she asked us to do it. And then she was like, can y'all close the show? And so we played um, in the end and bleed it out. And um, I remember looking and, and Will has, you know, bleach blonde hair, you know. So it's, like, easy to see him. And even in a dark room, it's mm-hmm. like... All right, there's Will. You know what I mean? And so we're playing Bleed It Out, and he's moshing. And there's like a pit, you know? And like we get done, he was like, that's the first mosh pit I've ever been in. And I was like, holy shit, dude. And that was like, you know, that was us. <laughs> and like it's just it's like little little things like that, man. Like, man, music is so powerful, and it's so beautiful. And like just the... You know the 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 thing you can do, for people, even when you're playing. Like, dude, if I'm playing with a drummer I never played with, like uh, like Kevin Bothwell, amazing drummer, and he and he he drums for Will, for the for the people that don't know, you should know. So we're playing um, <laughs> we're playing um, this Zydeco type song where me and you know me and Ty are from this song called I Got Loaded by a guy named Tab Benoit, but it's like an old song, like everybody covers it. But it's got this straight, like, second-line Zydeco feel that we do to it. And there's, you know, there's only a select few number of drummers that know how to do that because that's a very geographical, like, mm-hmm. specific thing. You know what I mean? And we're playing at Tin Roof, and we're like, all right, well, I knew his snare sounded great, so he's going to be great. Back to that whole thing. And, like, <laughs> and he just laid into it and, like, just killed it and i'm like yep yep and then i got the sub for will like with his band one time and you know i was like i'm gonna make i'm not gonna make but i'm gonna be like kev like let's groove our nuts off you know what i mean like you know and and trent such a great bass player we had eric you know so it was the whole lineup but just me you know doing my best to be will as we all (laughs) try to do you know and um but we were having to do we were like pulling out you know, like Maroon 5 and like even like because I, I like to get into the old Motown stuff like the Spinners oh, and like, Motown. you know, Otis Redding and, and the Sam Cooks And the, like mm-hmm. I, I love leaning into that or like Alan Stone today, you know, cats like that. We'll do that kind of stuff. And like, you know, I was kind of calling that kind of stuff with them and 
they were, you know, they were like, oh, this is so fun. And, like, I was happy to be able to, like, play with them and, and just play with great kick-ass musicians, man. There's yeah. so many of us down there that, like, you know, we work our ass off. And whenever we get to p- get put in a new environment and get to pull things out of people, mm-hmm. you know, like, I'm excited for the time we get to play now, Bobby. We've never played together, dude. We have not. But it's going to happen. And I'm like, we'll get oh. you on a gig. Like Bobby's gonna groove. I learned some more of this rock stuff though. <laughs> I've been doing country. Man, I, I said, you know, I get made fun of a lot because I know way more country than I do rock. Like as far right. as like playing goes, because I've said it before. I moved here and this was like, you gotta learn all these country songs. Right. So that's all I focused on. And I put everything else to the back burner. And, and it's intimidating. Like, I'm sure you were like, oh, what? yeah, because I didn't. I mean, outside of George Strait. Vince Gill, Clint Black, Granger Smith, and a few of the other like mm-hmm. Texas country artists. I, dude, I think I heard like Chattahoochee like once or twice right, before right. moving here. You know, like and then having to come here and learn that song, and then the Tim McGraws and Keith Urban, yeah. Luke Bryan, all that stuff, man. Right. And, then, and then all the classic country that I know. That was a lot of stuff that I was learning. Waylon Jennings, Johnny Cash, uh, freaking all of them, man. Right. And it just. It's it's a lot, and so like now I'm finally like taking the time, which the very little time that I do have, uh, I'm taking the time to try to go back and learn all that stuff because there's again so many more of you rockers that are here now that I can play with and work right. with, and because before it, it just wasn't there, and it is it is a younger crowd that does it. It's not the right. older guys. The older guys still do the country. And, and it's great, dude. But and even it, for yeah. me, I tell Will all the time, like, yeah, most of the stuff I do, besides my band, and even my band, we start out, we usually start with, like, f- somewhere between four and eight country songs, and then mm-hmm. we transition over to rock. Right. But, and it, generally, that's what the crowd wants. They'll they'll say it. No, we want rock. That's what we want to hear, so we stick with it. Right. And outside of that band, the only other band that I really get to work with that I get to do things that I want is Will's band. So right. when he calls me and I get to do it, it's such a breath of fresh air for me. And it's every time I play with him, we're playing songs we haven't played before. And it's well, it's awesome. And it, it challenges me because it's like, okay, some of this stuff I'm learning on spot. Some of them I'm learning it, you know, an right, hour right. before the gig. So, Well, dude, like I never got too hardcore into the emo thing. But I will say back home, I got asked to do a My Chemical. We called it My Chemical Bromance. But it was like Aww. it was like it was a, like an emo tribute night. But that should be Will's band. And uh, <laughs> we uh, anyway got to do like I think it was like a five song set with an encore because we were the last band. And I, I was like the lead guitar player on that. And dude, like that band, holy shit, the musicianship is unreal. Because um, I think Will was talking about um, House of Wolves by them, and that was one of the songs that we had to play. Yeah, he was talking about that on on his episode. And, um, yeah, we are like mama and like, I mean, obviously we did black parade and, and teenagers and whatnot, but like we were doing, um, we did like ghost of you and, and, and stuff. And like, I was like, it, it gave me a newfound meaning. Like, but I don't know that emo stuff. Like, like they don't know. I mean, like they know, I'm sorry. Like they know, you know, oh, yeah. it don't even matter. You know, I'm like, like name a band from that era. I'm like. The, and that would just nail it. And, and you know, and, since Will plays everything, he knows every part. Right, right. Like, not just his. <laughs> and so, yeah, and, like, for me, that's kind of the same, like, like with the 90s stuff. Like, I'll know this, like, you, you know, this deep cut 
like we like me and Sam and Tyler, you know, we'll play like Lady Picture Show about Stone Temple Pilots, or, or just like all you know, like shit that that's just like we really really love that that we'll do, or like I said, like that Gap Band thing, or we'll do like Luther Vandross, like that's one of my favorite singers of all time. It's Luther Vandross, man, like you know, incredible, and like that. I love seeing bands. It, you know, or, or like talking about Cooter and them, and they'll just bust out the, like the steel of the night thing. Just some of the nastiest shit, dude. They'll do Fuel by Metallica, and it's like, or they'll do No More Tears, Trio, and like that's pretty awesome. It's 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 not, but seeing people in their element is like always the greatest thing. Yeah, man. And Nothing beats a good trio either. I don't oh, care how many people are on stage. Man, a dude. good trio, like if they're really locked right. in, that's as good as it gets. Dude, it doesn't you, you can't I, add anything. To I that. got. It was one I thought was gonna be one of the worst gigs of my life, but it ended up being super fun and I was stressed out because my singer got so drunk within the first thirty minutes Damn. that the bar manager kicked her off and then we called an Uber and had her sent home. Wow. Like it was that bad. Like I mean, at one point she came back on the stage and her mic was it was up there but cut off and she it wasn't working, so she just comes over and grabs mine in the middle of while I'm singing and starts like singing. She was that gone. And I was panicking and I was like, man, I don't know these other two band members. I don't know how much they can sing. I just started singing like four months ago. Right. So I've only got <laughs> so much in my pocket. Right, right. So when she went home, I was I looked at the guys, I was like, Hey man, you know, like what do you guys want to do? Do do you want me to call and find another singer? And they're like, Well, how much do you sing? And I was like, Well, I sing these songs really well and then I can BS through some other stuff if I have charts. And they're like, well, we both sing, so I think we can get through the night. We still had three hours to go. Mm-hmm. Man, and we just did a power trio and crushed it. And that was the first time where I was like, man, if I didn't need like a piss break most nights, I would do right? a power trio almost every night. Dude, I, like, love, I love I, working I, in a trio. That's what so we much do fun. is like, is that. And it is a lot yeah. of fun because it's like it, musically, like, like Sam said it, like Sam was like, you know, we always, I'm really big on, like, positivity and showing people a lot of love, especially, like, yes, you in are. the heat of battle. You, you, you know you really what I mean? Are, like, because when I, it's like, when we're on stage, man, it's like, we're going to war. We're going to war together. And not like in a, you know, but it's just like, that's the that's the mindset I go to of just, like, we got to be excellent and we got to push ourselves. And, like, Sam was, Sam was telling me, you know, he's just like, I just love playing with you and in this band because like we really like challenge ourselves every night and like when i add a fourth i'll add a keyboard player it's got him justin brown who's sick he's also one of those cats that can like if i need to go pee or you know like he'll pick up my guitar and absolutely just shred it to pieces yeah you know but like <laughs> so like with him it that's whenever it's, it's fun too because we'll pull out like rosanna and and like her jump by van halen and stuff because nice. you need that you know yeah. what i mean yeah. like but he, it's like the power trio thing. It's fun. It's rewarding. And it's I'll go into this thing on stage. I'll be like, and there's just three of us. That's where the good Lord intended it to be, you know. Like, <laughs> you know, and just we have these little little jokes and stuff like that. But in in my band, everybody's got a mic. Everybody talks their shit. We all have jokes. We all have this and that. And, we, and dude, like it'll be funny, man. It'll be and like none of it's rehearsed. Like we just talk our shit. You know what I mean? And like. We'll have fun with people. Like one of one of the running jokes I always do is I'll be like, 
you know, Bobby, where you or where are you from, dude? And you'll say Kentucky, and I'll be like, oh, Kentucky, the Sunshine State. And mm-hmm. then everybody's like, wow. Or some people get really <laughs> upset, and they're like, it's not that Sunshine State. And I'm like, I know. It's the show me state. <laughs> you know, or just like, <laughs> yeah, you know, just like start showing personality and having fun with people, yeah. man. And like, I will say, uh, you are one of the happiest people I see down on Broadway. Just like every time I see you, man, you're always in a good mood. You're like, whether you're happy to see me or not, you make it seem like you're fucking happy. To <laughs> I'm see always me. happy to see you, dude. That's I mean, not like, like you're, you're just, but what I'm saying is every time I see you, whether like you and I are having an interaction or I'm mm-hmm. passing you just down the street when you're playing or, or we're passing the street, just saying, hi, you are always have a smile on your face. You're always positive, always in a good mood. And it's, it's wonderful, like getting to run into you and see you and and work on stage with you. Well, dude, it's a it's an honor to share it with you, and I do always love seeing you, and I love seeing, you know, because it's a brotherhood down there. And honestly, man, like I'm happy because I got a second chance when I didn't think I could. Like when I lost my house, and I lo- and like you know, and I didn't think, I, and I thought I was already blessed enough being able to be a full time musician where I was, because that's unheard of. But like, yeah. You know, like, I got this second chance, and this second chance is even more of what I could dream of. So I'm always happy, dude. I'm always like, like, this. I can't believe we're living this life, and I have to pinch myself every day. Like, dude, I'm with the woman of my dreams, and she fucking keeps my ass in check all the time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, that's a woman, dude. And, like... I have the best band in the world. I have, you know, I have Ty and Sam who've like, we literally played an original show at, um, at the basement and literally they got dubbed the rhythm section from hell. And like, they are dude. Like they ain't shit that gets past them two dudes. And like, I'll say, I'm like, dude, they just make my job so easy, you know? And it's like, it's such a blessing to share the stage with them. And like, it's such a blessing to get to know cats like y'all, man. Like we're in this together, man. Like we're, we're fighting the good fight. We're keeping, you know, we're keeping rock and roll alive. We're we're doing the unthinkable. You know what I'm saying? We're we're not working this, you know, day job thing. And some people are, man, and that's great too. But like, we still get to come down here and play music and do the thing we love yeah. doing and the, and express ourselves. And that, like, I'll always be happy. Yeah, and you know, I was lucky back home if I was playing a gig or even two gigs a week, right? You know, Friday and Saturday, right? Yeah. I was happy if I had one gig a month. Right. And now, and you looked forward to that too. Yeah. You like oh, yeah. you were like pumped. And yeah. that's a and that's a beautiful thing too, you know. And now that I get to do it almost every single day. Right. Like it's 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 such a cool, unique and amazing lifestyle and opportunity. Right. But man, uh we got to get going. I know you got to get to your gig here soon, so we dude. It it did, man. It, it always does, but I definitely want to have you back on. Oh, I would yeah, be absolutely. absolutely. I know I would you be have honored. a lot more to say. And I, I actually, I would love to get either like both you and Ty or all three of y'all in here. We've got We'd enough all likes. love to do it. I'll definitely we, we can say. make this work for sure. I, I think it would be fantastic to get all you guys in here and, and talk a little bit more. Um, but, yeah, thanks for coming on, man. We appreciate it. If, if Before you could, we say goodbye. Oh, we're yeah. not saying goodbye just yet. No, I know, but I'm saying I got, I've got i got one more question at the buzzer, one of these goofy questions. All right, all let's right. go for it. Let's see if I break him. All right, so we've all had a gig where something just insane happened, something broke, fell apart, 
whatever mm-hmm. what is the biggest what the hell moment you've had on stage where like ant blew up whatever hmm. so this, this is a funny story and let's let's go back and let's talk about Cindy for a second because <laughs> Cindy, like I said, dude, I like she, where this she's, is going. she's all killer, no filler. What I like to say, you know what I mean. And so I'm um, I'm coming from I think park, and it's it's pissing raining. You know what I'm saying? Like it was. It's not just like little ooh ooh ooh. It's like it's coming down, dude. Like you know, God was pissed, and you know what I mean. Like <laughs> yeah, and so. And I don't, and I had my cart, you know, the the carts that we have. So I'm like, oh shit! And like, I get to crossroads late, and and if you know Cindy, you know being punctuals is key, very important, mm-hmm. very yes. important. And so, yes. and she was like, Hayden, you you're lucky. I love you. And I'm like, I love you too. Oh, I can't I'm very tell sorry. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you're lucky. I love you. I know. And so. Get on stage and plug my amp. Amp's not working. And I, at this point, I don't have a DI rig, you know, because some of the places now, it's like e-kits. Mm-hmm. Which I, I want to ask you about that, too. Okay. So I want to ask you about that after after this for a second, if that's okay. But so we're, uh, we're closing. It's like a Friday night, too, close. So it's an important, you know. Yeah. And so amp's not working. I'm like, oh, shit. So the band before us. I'm trying to remember who it was, but um, had an amp. And they were like, "Here, you can use it." And we're already late. People are in there waiting, and so thankfully he let me use his amp and got we got through the gig and it was fine. I was like, "Okay, thank God, dude." But now I'm very big on having fail saves. Mm-hmm. I'm very big on like have I have two guitars now. Like I have a rig where it's like I plug it direct and I can go through an amp. I like um because of that so that's a that's that was my like oh shit because and especially with cindy because i love her so much yeah and like you know she got on my ass that day. Oh, i'm sure I mean? i'm I sure imagine but, um what are uh what are three pieces of advice that you could give to anybody coming to nashville or playing in nashville so the thing I said earlier, the take music seriously, don't take yourself seriously. It's my f- that's that, the that's number one my favorite thing I will too. tell. You should everybody. put that on a t-shirt <laughs> and wear that damn thing. Oh, I will. <laughs> but, um, I got a lot of t-shirt ideas. We need to make this happen. Let's we do, um, do podcast t-shirts. So that's rule number one. Check your ego. Don't don't mm-hmm. do that. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of cats here. You know, I want to shout out like David Graham and the Eskimo brothers and like Luke McQuarrie because we got tight with them on the on the crossroads thing. Like we'd always play after them on Sunday nights, and we and I can't believe I can call them friends. You know what I mean? Like with they like they'd stay and watch us for a little bit. Obviously, we'd be like, "Holy shit!" You know, have to pick our jaw up <laughs> off the floor. Yeah, they're the only band that I've seen and that can do this. And like we know a lot of great bands, they are the only band that can stop their show and run the tip bucket not hey can y'all play a couple i'm gonna like the show stops oh wow they they don't play music they they walk and i'm like because dude when they're on stage it's it's at 110 they're flying like we're going and it's like that classic country rockabilly and dude i mean like joe fick will climb on his stand-up bass and Mm -hmm. like it it's the craziest shit you've ever seen and then you know two three-part harmony and they're nailing it you know, and like so, all respect. That's 
you know, that's more like the legend, the kings, and like David will take his band on the road and do that. But that's the first thing I'd say, big piece of advice is that. Take music seriously, don't take yourself seriously. Um, I think the second thing is, man, pace yourself. Pace yourself like that's a good you're one. singing for four hours. Man, don't blow it out. Don't blow it out when you know you got two tomorrow or you got more this week. Like, it's okay. You know, like, share the vocal duty. You know, pass that thing around. Like, or and even just in general, like, we were talking about, like, Monty working her ass off. And I saw she made a post, you know, where she was like, my body told me I needed. And sometimes your body will do that, man. Like, I've had it happen to me. You've happened. You know, we've mm-hmm. all had it oh, where yeah, it's oh, like, yeah. your body will tell you, man. Like, like dude. I got a kidney stone. I never had a kidney stone in my life. I had one last year. And I, and I didn't know what it was. And I went to the hospital because I was like throwing up, about to pass out from pain. Mm-hmm. And that's because I wasn't drinking enough water, man. I was having too much tequila. I was, you know what I'm saying? Like, so pace yourself. You know, it can be fun, new, exciting. But like, and then, dude, like, treat everybody with respect and with love man spread positivity whether it's the tourists walking in whether it's the fellow bandmates whether it's other bands like don't be an ass dude like really like we're in this together mm-hmm. you know absolutely and and, and to piggyback off of that i'm gonna throw in a fourth don't prioritize money prioritize music money will come money will come it always will come and go music comes first every time Hell yeah, man. Well, that's great advice in my opinion. I, Yeah, I, I love every piece of it. Well, Hayden, I'm sorry we got to get out of here, but awesome. it was fantastic having you on. Dude, man. it was an it, honor, and I'm I, so thankful. I'm so glad we got you in here, and again, we'll have you and the guys come back. Yes, that'll yeah. be super I'm going to get Ty in here. I'm going to try to get Sam in here as well, dude. All right, dude, we better block five hours between three of us. You can't get us to shut <laughs> up, dude. <laughs> we'll do it as a season finale yeah, episode. Really. <laughs> marathon. It's going to be like the Lord of the Rings, like the marathon right. sit down, you know what I mean? But thank you all, fellas, man. i got to say y'all are doing excellent excellent work with this man like y'all already we we play a lot downtown i know you know spreading ourselves thin and y'all doing this and getting a look into our lives it's huge it's important and y'all are kicking ass and don't let anybody tell you you're not you know what i'm saying (laughs) thank you so much well before we get out of here tell everybody uh your socials where they can find you your music all that um so it's hayden helms like h-a-y-d-e-n-h-e-l-m-s that is uh, that is me on like spotify and all that stuff like that on instagram it's my name hayden helms with a little underscore thing um uh I don't. I, I'm on TikTok, but I'm I'm not good with that. You know what I mean? Like I just, we all try and and whatever. I gotta say, dude. I gotta shout out Ian Bennett because he's always shredding Ian. his nuts off on his love TikTok, Ian. dude. Uh, I wanna I wanna get Ian on here as well. Also, uh, we didn't get to touch on it. I'm gonna go ahead and say it. Uh, Hayden released a new song. Uh, it was blank page. Correct. Blank page. Blank dude. page. It is a hell of a jam. If you've never heard any of his music. Please go check it out. But he just re- released a blank page. Was it yesterday? It was or on Friday. Friday. It was on okay. Friday. My so birthday. Friday. So by the time y'all nice. hear this, it'll be like two Happy weeks birthday. out. Happy birthday, dude. Yeah, go go check out his song. Go check out his band. Check him out. Great, great dude. If you haven't been able to tell from this podcast, Hayden. Once again, we loved having you, brother. Thank you so thank much y'all for coming so much. on. And thank, thank you. you so much. And hold on, is it? Let me do this because I've watched a couple episodes now. So. Kyle's socials are Thurky Bass. Yes. 
And then Bobby's their story of Bob. Yes, sir. Mm. There, we don't even got to say dude. it. Hayden's doing the work. <laughs> Find for them, us. dude. Find them. Keep up with this, y'all, man. If you're listening, keep up with this. This is this is another part of the community, and like y'all really are, man. Like y'all are kicking ass, dude. dude Thank we, you. We and and like it. I'm listening. I'm in. I'm a fan. Like this, so. that, that's awesome. I'm glad that to means hear a lot. It. it really does. Absolutely, dude. And Bob, I again, once again, I gotta thank you, man. It, we wouldn't even be here if it wasn't for you getting this started, putting it together, and then just kind of do, doing your thing, getting us rolling. So, thank you for for having this, man. It's it's been one hell of an outlet. For You're me. welcome. <laughs> That's it, baby. <laughs> All right, y'all. Until next time, we appreciate you guys. AMF. Bicycle. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening to the podcast. We have a great time putting it on for you, so we really appreciate all of the listens. If you have any questions or want to reach out to us, we are on Facebook and Instagram. So if you just search Nashville for Nobody's Podcast, we will pop up and you can interact with us that way. We also have some more options coming up in the future for interaction, so that'll be a whole lot of fun. So as always, it's never too late to tip your bartender, and please don't forget to tip your band.